As usual, we will take a reflection from last week, please. Last week, July 12th, uh, you, you continue with the question that was asked where why Ruben's sin was not uh, forgiven. And um, he was a great intercessor, but never repented of his lies. Therefore, we need to take advantage of repentance. The process of repentance must go through three levels of identification. We should not pretend that we forget what we did wrong because Satan will use it to hold us in slavery. We must identify our errors or weakness. We must make a conscious effort to change what we did wrong. Our salvation is it is is effective when we acknowledge the word of God. We should stop pretending because pretending is deception. Reuben's intercession was not going to God. When we intercede by say, saying, take my when he interceded by saying, take my children, his intercession could not be received. Before you, we make decisions, we must examine the situation and know the truth. Wherein you said, if um, anybody you know come to us with any kind of uh, situation or you know ch uh, challenges or story, we must look into it. We should not just listen to one side of the story because you know there's three sides to every story. From my you know like you know your side, my side, and the truth. And um, people don't always want to you know say the truth. They just want to tell what you know, their side of the story. And they tell their side of the story to gain your favor. And it's not necessarily the truth. Therefore, we must cross examination information before we support it. You know, because we don't want to support lies and we don't want to support anything that's wrong. You know, the worst part of the repercussion is the suffering. The fig tree, as you said, was planted in a particular area to meet needs. It was not meeting the need, so that victory was cursed. God planted us at a particular area to meet the need. We must be careful we do not com uh, compete with God because, you know, um, our doings, our behavior, um, the things that we do uh, should not uh, compete with God because when we are competing with God, it is uh, witchcraft. Witchcraft spirit compete with God and the things of God. God is a covenant keeping God. And when we enter into a covenant with God, uh, we, you know, we, we should keep, you know, that covenant, just like God keep his covenant with us. We should be careful not to step outside of our God covenant because when we step outside uh, of his covenant, then, um, you know, we putting ourselves, you know, at risk. Are we opening doors, you know, unto the, the enemy? If, uh, he has us in a particular place for a, a reason. If um, your employee do not pay you, you ask the question, would we, would we get upset or would we still even go to work? 
if we are planted in a particular place and we are not functioning in that place, God will withdraw his hands from us. And we have to be careful that God does not withdraw his hands from us. When we do evil, we withdraw our covenant alignment with, uh, with God. We withdraw our pledge and we will be punished. You know, uh, Cain cried to God to put a mark on him and he ended up being a vagabond. The mark was placed on him. He asked God to put a mark on him so that, you know, whoever seen him would not kill him. And um, he ended up being a vagabond, you know, even though the mark was placed on him. God's hand was withdrawn from Reuben and he was cursed. Therefore, we must realize how we, we touch people who are called of God. We must realize how we treat people who are called of God. You said, you know, you make a statement, you know, like you said, uh, each and every one of us have an anointed. Uh, you, be, you are careful of how you treat us and uh, we should be careful of how we treat people, especially people in authority. Uh, you use Saul as, a, as an example because um, David had several opportunity where he could kill Saul. Saul wanted to kill David. David had to run for his life. And David had several opportunities where he could kill Saul, but he did not do it. He said, I'm touching not the Lord anointed. You know, so because each and every one of us have, a, have an anointing, he said, you are careful of how you, uh, you, you know, you deal with us. Um, because he said, um, when we touch the Lord anointing or when we disrespect or dishonor, especially men and women of authority, like years down the line, we're gonna suffer the repercussion. And even if we don't, our children and our grandchildren will pay for it. When we refuse to tell the truth, we have deleted the power of salvation from our lives. Regardless of what Saul did to David, as I said before, David would not touch him because he was God's anointed. Can the people who you try to gain favor from deliver you was a question that you ask. Do lies, uh, don't lie to cause confusion. There is a natural curse that comes to us when we lie, when we deceive. Reuben's intercession could not penetrate Jacob because he was a liar, so he was cursed. Reuben's brother inherited the lies, sexual perversion and the wickedness. Because Judah confessed his sin, he did not die. Because he repented, his intercession was received. And we, uh, we you uh, reiterate the story of uh, uh, Judah, and we say where, um, you know, sexual perversion and his lie, you know, came to fruition when he, um, Judah had three children, uh, Er, Onan, and Shela, and uh, the Bible says Er was wicked in God's sight and God slew him. Uh, Onan also was slain, but prior to Onan being uh, slain, Er had a wife, Tamar, and when Er died, his wife was given to Onan as part of the lineage, you know, in the Jewish custom. And um, he too had died because he just wanted her for pleasure. He didn't want, you know, to raise up children in his brother's name. And God killed him. Uh, because, you know, every time he went in onto her, he would, you know, spill, you know, this, the, this semen on the ground, you know. And um, 
uh, she, uh, when she, uh, Judah, you know, he told her to go to her father's house. He lied to her and told her that uh, when Shayla, you know, become a page, he will give, you know, Shayla her, uh, her, his hand in marriage. But he refused to keep his promise. And she pretended to be a prostitute and she went in unto him. But uh, prior to her going in unto him, she asked for something, you know, to, you know, to, you know, re not for remember, but also for identification. But um, when he found out that she was impregnated, he wanted her to be burned. But uh, when she was brought before him, uh, you know, and they, you know, were getting ready to, they were casting, you know, they wanted to burn her. She said she's impregnated by the man who owned the staff and the signet. And he realized, he recognized, and he knew he could not lie because he knew those were his. So he openly, you know, repented. He said, this woman is more righteous than I am. And, um, you know, because he repented of his sins openly, you know, is, uh, he was not, you know, the curse did not, you know, it was not cursed as Reuben was cursed. Let's put it that way. So we must respect one another. Don't believe what we have not heard. We must question ourselves. We must not fall short of the glory of God because God is a covenant keeping God. Confession is not completed until we've done the right thing. If we don't want the covenant of salvation to be reversed on our life, we must repent. We should do not use the tongue of the serpent because you said the serpent, the tongue of the serpent represents lies and deception. So we should not use the tongue of the serpent. We should not engage in, you know, lying, you know, our lies. Because when we lie and when we deceive, we are using the tongue of the serpent. And, you know, that's deception. And deception, you know, is also can be, you know, I guess terms as witchcraft. So I'll stop there, Dr. Pauline. Oh, shall we, shall we praise God for Evangelist Sarah? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Who who else will give reflection? Who else, please? Anybody else? Reflection from last week, please. Everybody, is it possible to unmute yourselves? Hello. Hello. Reverend Felicia, Sister Lily. Any more reflection, please? Are they at work? I think they're at work, Dr. I know um, I believe Sister Felicia might be at work. I know Dr. Gwen is at work. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so yeah. So we continue where we stopped last week. Okay. So uh, Satan is the father of lies. Okay, let's 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 do our declaration one moment, please. Okay. 
All right, welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom Bible Studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom. To gather wisdom. To gather wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. To receive instructions. Direction. Directions. And guidance. And guidance. According to the plan and purpose. According to the plan and purpose. That the Lord has predestined for our lives. That the Lord has predestined for our lives. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 43. Genesis chapter 43, please. I read. Now the famine was severe in the land. And when they had eaten the grain that they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, go again, buy us a little food. But Judah said to him, the man solemnly warned us saying, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you would not send him, we will not go down for the man said to us, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, why did you treat me so badly as to tell the man that you had another brother? They replied, the man questioned us carefully about ourselves and our kindred saying, is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? What we told him was in answer to these questions. Could we in any way know that he would say, bring your brother down? And Judah said to Israel, his brother, send the boy with me and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, but we and you and all our little ones. 
I will be a pledge of his safety. From my hand, you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. Jacob, okay, verse 10. If we had not delayed, we would now have returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, if it must be so, then do this. Take some of the choice fruits of the land in your bags and carry a present down to the man. A little bar and a little honey, gum, myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take double the money with you. Carry back with you the money that was retained in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take also your brother and arise. Go again to the man. May God Almighty grant you mercy before the man. And may he send back, and may he send back your other brother and Benjamin. And as for me, if I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. 15. So the man took his presence and they took double the money with him and Benjamin. They arose and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, bring the men into the house and slaughter an animal and make ready for the men are to dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph told him and brought the man to Joseph's house. And the men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house and they said, it is because of the money which was replaced in our sacks the first time that we are brought in so that he may assault us and fall upon us to make us servants and seize our donkeys. So they went up to the steward of Joseph's house and spoke with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, my Lord, we came down the first time to buy food. And when we came to the lodging place, we opened our sacks and there was each man's money in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight, so we have brought it again with us. And we have brought either money, and we have brought other money down with us to buy food. We did not know who puts our money in our sacks. He replied, peace to you, do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has put treasure in your sacks for you. I received your money. Then he brought Simon out 
to them. And when the man had brought the men into Joseph's house and given them water, and they had washed their feet, and when he had given their donkeys food, they prepared the present for Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard that they should eat bread there. When Joseph came home, they brought into the house to him the present that they had with them and bowed down to him to the ground. And he inquired about their welfare and said, is your father well? The old man of whom you spoke, is he still alive? They said, your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. And he bowed their heads and prostrated themselves. And he lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? God be gracious to you, my son. Then Joseph hurried out, for his compassion grew warm for his brother, and he sought a place to weep. And he entered his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out, and controlling himself, he said, Save the food. <laughs> they served him by himself and then by themselves. And the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the first one according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked at one another in amazement. Portions were taken to them from Joseph's table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. And they drank and went merry with him. Amen? Amen? All right. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. So here we see something very interesting. Forgiveness is a journey. It's not an easy journey. And it's a journey that we take with a lot of pain, a lot of struggles, a lot of difficulties, a lot of thinking and reasoning. And every now and then, we may open our mouth and say, I forgive. Yet, in the depth of our heart, it's difficult. And uh, sometimes we find out that we are struggling because we are hurt deep within. And uh, unless we really discuss the matter, unless we really say exactly what is happening in the depth of our heart, 
forgiveness does not take place. That is why last week we learned about identifying the pain, the difficulty, identifying the matter. Because if we don't identify the matter, we cannot confess. So in the process of forgiveness, identify the matter, which is what exactly happened. What exactly took place? What, who did what wrong? We must look at the first person that created the offense, the second person that responded to the offense, and how the offense starts to affect other issues, other matters, and other persons. So confession is very important because when we just say, I am sorry, without treating the matter, it should be like a wound in your body. And uh, when you just put a plaster or a bandage on that wound, it doesn't heal the wound. After a while, the wound will start smelling. The wound become a, 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 a kind of a curse onto you because you did not treat the wound. You did not apply certain medication like iodine or salts on the wound. Salt is very painful on a wound, but salt is needed to heal the wound and also remove the, the smell, the rottenness of the wound. So confession removes the rottenness from our hearts, from our mouth, from our language, so that we don't find ourselves repeating that offense directly or indirectly. So, of, so confession comes after we have identified the error or, or the offense, okay? So here we see a kind of a protocol taking place. One, Genesis 43 verse one says, now the farming was severe in the land. And when they had eaten the grain that they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, go again, buy us a little food. But Judah said to him, the man solemnly warned us, saying, you shall not eat my, you shall not see my face unless, the, you, unless your brother is with you. If you was if you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. You know, I was examining this process that one, the only way needed for the children of Israel, Joseph's, uh, Jacob's children to confess their sins is by bringing Benjamin. Because that is the point of exposing the evil that has been done. The lies that have been told for over 20 years, the pain that they have left in the hearts of Jacob, 
for over 20 years, mourning, crying, begging God, let me go and see my son, even in haze, whether in heaven or hell, I want to go see my son. He was practically pleading to die in order to see his son. That is how painful lies can be. It creates a pain in the heart. It creates a pain that changes behavior and attitude. So here, we can see that confession was needed. And so God created an opportunity for the children of Israel to confess their sins so that the Abrahamic covenant could be established. Yes, God has established a covenant with Abraham, but the covenant needs to be manifested. As long as the lie is being told, as long as the lie has not been confessed, huh, there is no moving forward in the Abrahamic promise. There is no moving forward in the Abrahamic blessing. There is no moving forward in possessing the promised land. They were already living in the promised land, but they couldn't possess the promised land because they have not been through the process of salvation. They have not learned the protocol of salvation, which is identify your sin, confess your sin, and then it will be followed by repentance. And repentance brings transformation. And transformation becomes real because we identify the shedding of the blood of Jesus on the cross where we receive pardon, forgiveness of our sins. So here we are. When we look at the way God takes us through the promise he has given to us, we find out that there are difficulties, there are challenges, there are delays that looks like denial, but it's not always denial. So there is a need for confession. There is a need to identify what they did wrong. They sold Joseph into slavery. That is the sin. And also they lied to their father. That is the sin. And also they were, they were, they, they were Abrahamic descendants. And yet they could not live righteously. Darkness was still controlling their lives. They have been blessed, but the blessing cannot come into reality because the power of darkness and in creation, there was darkness and the spirit of the Lord, Genesis chapter one, was moving on the face of the waters. So here, look at the spirit of the Lord moving. Yes, the spirit of the Lord could not rest upon them because darkness was controlling them. Darkness was, was over them. Their hearts has become dark. Their mind has become dark. 
their behavior has become dark. You see, when you look at Genesis chapter one, and you look at Genesis chapter 43, you begin to see the, the, the reality of creation. So that is why confession of sin brings transformation of life. When we tell lies and we start covering it, embellishing it, protecting that lies, oh my goodness, we are constructing curses that nobody can remove. Curses that nobody can erase. I once told a story of this madam who had business and had money. And the trusted maid, who was a senior maid, stole money that was meant for a particular assignment. The money was given to her and this maid decided to hide the money and no matter the persuasion, she still refused to tell the truth about having hidden the money because she was planning to go and start a business with the money. And of course, the madam brought different kinds of prophets and different kinds of uh, uh, interpreters. And everybody pointed to this senior servant that she took the money. Yes, she would not own up, she would not confess. And then she built her business. Her business was prospering, but something was happening. She could not sleep or rest. When she put food in her mouth, food tasted like sand. And then in the process, she went somewhere and uh, it was revealed that she has to confess the, her sin, the money she stole. She has to confess. That is all that is needed for her. And by the time she went back to the madam to go confess, the madam has died and was buried. And the children said, well, our mama is dead and gone. So we have nothing to do with it. So we, we release ourselves from it. And you are released also. That is how she was delivered. All she needed to do was to confess. And we have discussed this before, confession. And now look at it. We are coming back right to it again. That for you to be released from what you have done, to be released from torment, to be released from sleepless nights, to be released from depression, confusion, you need to confess your sins. I mean, I have met people who refuse to confess their sins. They are being tormented. They can't sleep at night. They can't tell anybody. They are not happy. They have gained every good thing the earth gives, yet they are not happy. And like I said some few weeks ago, when God bless man, God, uh, when God bless man, he did not take away the blessing. 
but he drove them out of the garden for their sins. And God did not take away the blessing he gave to Satan, Lucifer. He did not take away their blessing. But one thing is he cursed them. They still, Satan still have material possession. He's the most beautiful being on earth. But one thing is he's cursed. He can't see the face of God. He has no father-son relationship with God. And that is what happens to we Christians today. When we sin and we refuse to confess our sins, we don't enjoy God. We don't enjoy Christianity. We don't experience the joy of salvation because there is a lie. Satan lied to Adam and Eve, the first mankind, and turned them into the firstborn of wickedness, the firstborn of liars, the firstborn of deception. So here we see that because of that lie, they were not able to return to Egypt. They were struggling to return to Egypt. So here, verse five, you know, Judah will be pleading. Verse five, Genesis 43, verse five says, but if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Hmm. You shall not see my face. You see, the Bible says, liars shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven because they have lied. And the 10 commandments says, thou shall not lie. Thou shall not bear false witness. So lying, aiding and abetting, bearing false witness will not allow anyone who does that to see the face of the Lord. So Joseph has discovered his brothers, yet his brothers could not discover him. So he puts an identification and identification is for them to tell the truth, for them to identify what they have done wrong, for them to own up to the evil they have done. So he said, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Which means unless you tell the truth to your father, you have to tell the truth. The man you offended, the second generation of Abrahamic blessing, the blessing that God has promised us. And you know, because God wants his children to understand the meaning of the uh, confession of sin. You see how God brought them? Because God is teaching them. Sometimes we face certain challenges and trials in our lives. And it's as if, we are not going anywhere. But what you don't realize is that God wants us to identify the meaning of holiness, the meaning of righteousness. So we are at the same spot 
as if we are making an advancement, we aren't. At the time that we should be rejoicing, we go into pain, we go into suffering, we go into delay and denial. We start suffering some form of sicknesses, some form of rejection, some form of challenges and difficulties because we have not discovered the holiness of God. I am holy. You shall be holy as I, the Lord, I am holy. You shall be holy unto me as I, the Lord, am holy. Ye shall be holy unto me as I, the Lord, am holy. Ye shall sanctify yourselves and be holy as I am holy. Ye shall sanctify yourselves and be holy as I am holy. So God wants us to be like him. He wants us to be the way we, he wants us to be in a place of purity, in the place of honesty, in the place of sincerity. And in order for us to come to a place where we are sincere, he takes us through different levels of challenges. Look at it. They were already in the promised land, but they didn't, they didn't enjoy the promised land because of the suffering that came with the farming. And so they had to go out to Egypt. And the Lord had already said to Abraham, your descendants shall be in Egypt. They shall be there in slavery for 400 years. Why would God say that? Because the Lord wanted to prepare them to understand purity to understand holiness, to understand righteousness. If God just sent them directly into the promised land and gave them everything, they would never ever know what it means to be holy, to be righteous, to fear the Lord. And that is why sometimes you see that the children of God suffers. So if you are a true child of God, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. You're going to go through certain levels of challenges in your life. And when you are going through challenges or difficulties, please do not blame anybody. Do not accuse anybody because Satan is a liar and the accuser of the brethren. And so we need to guard against shifting blames and protecting uh, uh, and, 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 and and you know, pretending that we are holier even than God Himself. So here they are. Let's go to verse. Let, let's go to verses. So in verse five, don't forget this: You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. And the first lie that 
Adam and Eve received was that you shall be like God yourself. God knows that the day you eat from this tree, you shall be like him. You shall be like God. All right? And they imbibed it. And when they imbibed it, and God came to visit them, and they saw God, and they started hiding. So you see, they couldn't look at the face of God. And Joseph said, you shall not see my face. You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you, which is unless you tell the truth. Unless your brother is with you means unless you tell the truth, unless you own up to the wrong you have done, unless you confess your sins, you shall not see my face. When Adam and Eve, the firstborn of human beings, sinned, they hid themselves. That is why when people sin, they don't come into the presence of God. They hide away from the presence of God. So Joseph said, you shall not see my face. And when God called them, Adam, where are you? They were hiding. Why are you hiding? Have you eaten from the tree that I told you not to? Yeah, the serpent deceived us. There and there, they became the firstborn of lies, the firstborn of deception, the firstborn of wickedness, the firstborn of running away from the presence of God, the firstborn of hiding from the presence of God. So Joseph made it plain, you cannot see my face. And God says, you cannot see my face when you lie. Galatians chapter five from verse 22. You cannot see the kingdom of heaven. You cannot see God. You cannot enter into his presence. So he gave us opportunity in John chapter, first John chapter one, verse nine. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all unrighteousness, unrighteousness, ungodliness, unfaithfulness, forgive you of all lies, of all deception. And I hope we are understanding because the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All things shall pass away, but the word of God shall not pass away. I am learning with every scripture, with every day as I said it. And I'm also discovering what I am doing wrong that needs to be straightened. Otherwise, I will be unsincere, insincere. God said we have to be sincere in order for us to enjoy our salvation. Sometimes we are so much in pain. We pray the same prayer for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And it's like nothing is changing. So that is how it is. As long as the children of Israel will not confess their sins for over 20 years, 
Jacob was still mourning. Jacob was in pain. Jacob was suffering. Jacob could not enjoy the blessing of salvation, the Abrahamic blessing that has been given to him. He cannot enjoy it because Joseph has been removed from his presence. So Joseph is working on repentance through confession. Repentance cannot come unless you confess our sins. <laughs> oh Lord, help all of us. Everybody say, Lord, help me. Lord help, me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. To identify my errors. Identify my errors. Confess my sins. Confess, confess my sins. sins. So I can enjoy my salvation. So, so I, I can enjoy my salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus', In Jesus name. name. Amen. Amen. So, number six says, Israel said, why did you treat me so badly as to tell the man that you had another brother? Okay. So now they are trying to tell the truth. But Jacob, their father, did not know that they had told lies before. And now they want to identify their lies. They want to reconcile their lies but it has to go through a certain way. They need to take Jake, uh, 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 Benjamin to Egypt to fulfill the word of God. They have to go to Egypt. They have to learn how to become royals. They have to learn how to become prince, and kings, they had to learn how to become priests. Yes, they know how to intercede. They know how to pray, but they were, no, they were not yet priests. To become a priest, you have to learn the meaning of confession of saints. You see, sometimes people pray for us, but we don't see the results of the prayer. And sometimes it takes so many years before there is a release because there is a need for transformation for that to happen. It's like the other day, a man came to see me and the man said, Dr. Wally, you said something to us many years ago. And uh, we didn't understand, so we rejected you. And we wouldn't even want to have anything to do with you. But we are just discovering that what you said to us, we should have accepted it and worked with it. Even if we don't accept it, we should have asked you questions. And you would have explained to us the meaning of what you were teaching. He said, we took the lesson at face value. We didn't work with it. And today, we are suffering. He said, it has taken so many years and we are in pain because we rejected the truth. 
we felt you were okay. And you came and you were exposing things that you think that you should not touch. You should not discuss such a thing. You should not say it. He said, we have been through a lot. And we need you to come and help us. We need you to come and help us. And I smiled. I said, well, I'm always available. Always available. Because I'm also a sinner saved by grace. And I'm not perfect yet. I still make mistakes. I said, when I'm preparing a message to go and deliver, I go through the process of confession and repentance. And sometimes when I go and deliver, I have to tell the people what I went through to get to where I am. I have to explain to the people that it's not only one person that goes through the process of confession. We all have to go through it. It is the word of God and the word of God does not change. It's the same yesterday, today and forever. The word of God will never pass away, but people will pass away just like my dad has passed away. People will pass away just like my mom has passed away. But the word of God remains the same. We need to come to terms with truth that we cannot be holy, we cannot be righteous, we cannot be pure. And when we reject the truth, we are building up pillars of curses that nobody can take away from us unless you repent, unless you identify the error, unless you confess our sins, and unless we are ready to say, Lord, Deliver me from evil. Lord, transform my character, my behavior, my attitude. Transform my life. And let the purpose of salvation be manifested in me. So Israel says, why did you treat me so badly? As to tell the man that you had another brother. Hey, goodness. And verse 7 says, they replied, the man questioned us carefully. This is what you don't understand. Somebody comes to tell you something. You need to investigate. You need to question the person. Over and over and over. You need to question, examine the case, investigate the case. Don't just believe it. So, you can hear Joseph know they were his brother. He wanted to be sure they didn't kill his, his brother as well. He wanted to be sure that his father is alive. So this, they replied him. The man questioned us carefully, carefully into details. Carefully about ourselves and our kindred saying is your father excuse me is your father still alive do you have another brother do you have another brother that is to say i hope you didn't kill my younger brother i hope you didn't kill him or sell him also into slavery just like you have done me so you know he needed to find out because his family had become liars, 
traitors, betrayer, traitor. So their character has to be examined. Our gift may make a way for us, but it's not our gift that takes us to heaven. What will cause us to be admitted in heaven is our character, our behavior, our sincerity. We'll be judged based on character, behavior, and sincerity, honesty. So let's continue here. Saying, is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? What he told him was in answer to these questions. Could we in any way know that he would say, bring your brother? So you see, whatever somebody responded to, that is the same word we used to question them, to investigate them, to query them. Character. Character is needed for confession to be real. Now, verse 8 says, And Judah said to Israel, his father, Send the boy with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. So Judah stepped in to intercede. Step into and intercede. And verse 19, verse 9 says, I will be a pledge of his safety. I will be a pledge of his safety. You know, Judah has just experienced pledge and confession in the land of Cana when his two sons would deceive a tamer and he also committed the same sin of going into his own daughter-in-law and her daughter, his daughter-in-law uh, became pregnant and he had given a pledge to tamer and tamer had a witness that whoever had this pledge, who, whose owner is this, is the one who impregnated me. So you can see that when we experience confession of sin and anything is happening, we we'll quickly realize that, hey, you must identify your sin. Tema brought out the signet ring and said, the man who owns this property is the one who's, who, 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 whose pregnancy is this, is the one who impregnated me. Confession of sin, identify the sin, confess your sin. And you, we who are hearing, who are listening, we got to examine it, investigate it. So Judah says, I would be a pledge of his safety. Don't forget, Judah knows how to give pledge. <laughs> he gave his signature and his staff to Tamar. 
not knowing that Tamar was his daughter-in-law. From my hand, okay, you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. Let me bear the blame forever. I want us to take note of this, that when we, we don't confess our sins, when we don't investigate the matter, forever, generational iniquity, generational curse, refusal to fulfill pledges, brings a curse. Refuser to tell the truth brings a curse. Refuser to, 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 oh my goodness, to repent brings a curse, generational curse, family curse, self curse. We run away from the pledge, Judas said, forever. Forever, let the blame, a blame is an element of a curse that we need to guard against. <laughs> so for many years, Jacob was struggling because of the lies that was told against the little boy, Joseph. The anointed of God. And last week we tweeted, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So here, Joseph has been anointed to bring prosperity, manifestation of the blessings of God into the descendants of Abraham. But his own brothers, who were part of the Abrahamic blessing, who were supposed to be part of the blessing, have told a lie. And they were all struggling. They were all struggling because they have not told the truth. Besides, one shall pay the price for the consequences of telling or supporting a lie without finding out the actuality of the matter. So you can see a case was laid out. And that is where we, who says we are born again, we are Christians, we are ministers, we have to be very, very careful because once we aid and abet, one we support, one we don't find out and we start, you know, supporting what we are not there. We are not witnesses to it. And the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, thou shall not bear false witness. Thou shall not bear false witness. And sometimes we are favoring liars. We are pacifying their lies and we are pacifying them. We are condoling sin because we love people. Parents, we condone the sins of our children. Children, we condone the sin of our parents. Friends, schoolmates, classmates, co-workers, all of us, at one time or the other, we condone sin. And verse 10 says, 
If we had not delayed, we would now have returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, if it must be so, then do this. Save some of the choice fruits of the land in your bags and carry a present down to the man, a little balm and a little honey, a little gum, a little myrrh, pistachio nuts and almond. Take double the money with you. Carry back with you the money that was retained in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. So sometimes our error is an oversight. But even if it's an oversight, there is a way to confess your sins. Because don't forget, you are confessing your sins to the parties involved. You are confessing your sins to, 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 the, to your high priest. And you are also confessing your sins to God. There are three parties involved, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And physically, there are three parties also involved. Spiritually, there are three parties involved. Emotionally, there are three parties involved. And today, I will stop here. We'll continue next week. And by God's grace, next week I'll be in New York. <laughs> So, before we do questions and before we take questions and uh, reflection, everybody pray for yourself. What are you hiding? What are we hiding? What am I hiding? What is the truth that has not been told that is hunting us? What are we supporting? What are we aiding and abetting? That is becoming a curse unto us forever generational curse, generational iniquity, generational evil, a curse that cannot be erased just by saying, I am sorry. A curse that needs to be confessed. The scripture says, the father, the fathers have eaten the grapes and the teeth of the children are set on edge. The fathers have eaten sour grape. Why is the grape called sour grape? Lies is a sour grape. Deception is a sour grape. And the fathers, uh, the children's teeth are set on edge. So whatever we do, our children, will bear the bronze. Our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren will bear the bronze. Will bear the bronze. Let me say the story. Some years back, when I was in England, I ministered deliverance to a woman. I didn't quickly look at, I didn't, take notice of her fingers and her toes because her toes were actually in shoes, so I wouldn't know. And as I was praying, I forgotten how I saw the revelation, but the long shot of it was that every firstborn of the family had their toes 
like it has been cut and their fingers, uh, one, the thumb of their fingers is as if somebody deliberately cut it. And the big toe, yeah, the two big toes is as if somebody cut it. And the, 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 the big uh, uh, finger was also like that. So I heard the, the great grandfather was a slave master. He buys slaves and cuts off their fingers so that they will not run away. And then will sell them to, this, to, 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 to the slave trade masters as well. And the slaves curse them and say that every child born to them will suffer the same thing. Many generations have passed. Every firstborn in the family still has short toes, short, thick, thick, thick fingers, short like that, and short toes. The big toes are always short. Every firstborn from generation to generation, they've been to everywhere. They couldn't find solution. And they never ever reconciled the fact that the wealth in the family came from slave trade, old money. Old money came from slave trade. The cares that the slaves put on there. And I said, listen, you need to call every member of your family and do a fast of repentance, confess the same, that the wealth and even some of your properties that you still own are like forts, slave, slave forts where they kept slaves like dogs. They kept the slaves like dogs in there. I say, you guys still have it. I say, you cannot just break it. You need a minister to go and stand with you guys and break the curse before you can pull down that house. I don't know where you come from. I don't know your parents. I don't know your forefathers. Whatever our four parents have done wrong is affecting us today. We all, including myself, I am not more righteous than you. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And every day I sin. That is why I have to confess my sins every day, every day, every day I have to confess my sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If there is no sin, why would I need the blood of Jesus? I need the blood of Jesus because I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Father, we come before your throne at this time to confess known and unknown sins, deliberate and indeliberate sin, conscious and unconscious sin. When we have aided and abetted with lies, deception, Father, we ask forgiveness to say, and Lord, enable us to identify what we also have done, apart from what our parents have done so that we can confess to one another 
Because without confession, there is no remission of sin. Help us, O God, and deliver us from evil. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody unmute yourself. Amen. Yes, it's interactive session now. Unmute yourselves. All right. So, who will go first? Question or reflection? You either ask a question or you do a reflection. Who will go first? I'll go with reflection, Dr. Pony. All right. Speak a little louder, please. I'll go with reflection. Uh, you expound on Genesis uh, 43 from verse 1 to 34. And you said forgiveness is a journey, but it is not an easy journey. Because sometimes we are struggling because we are hurt deep within. If we don't identify the matter, we are unable to confess our sins. Confession is very important. If we just put a Band-Aid on a wound, after a while, the wound will start to smell. It's just like confession. We must identify by saying what is in our heart or what we're holding in our heart. You know, we have to confess it so our heart can be healed. By, by bringing Benjamin, um, by bringing Benjamin, the lies that, uh, were held onto for many years were exposed. He created pain that changes behavior and attitude. God caused the lies to be exposed so that the Abrahamic blessing could be manifested. Repentance brings transformation, which becomes real. When we look at the way God takes us through the promises at times, it seems like we would not manifest, but it will. The spirit of the Lord could not rest upon them because darkness was covering their lives. The lies, you know, and the aid in the bedding was manifesting as darkness in their lives. When we are cursed because of our lies, no one can remove those curses from us. For us to be released from sin, from torment, and from not being able to sleep at night, we must repent. When we sin and refuse to confess our sin, we do not enjoy the joy of salvation. Liars shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Bearing false witness will not allow anyone to enter the kingdom of heaven. We face certain challenges in our lives because God wants us to identify the holiness of God in our lives. God wants us to be like him in a place of honesty and sincerity, walking in holiness righteousness and purity children of god must be tested and tried we need to guard against shifting blames and pretend that we are holier than god you shall not see, see um uh when 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 uh joseph told them you shall not see my face unless you uh tell the truth he didn't say that but uh joseph you know they could not see joseph's face and, um, you know, until they, you know, they start telling the truth. When Adam and Eve sinned, they were not able to see God's face. They hide themselves. Uh, we cannot see the face of God. We cannot enter into God's presence when we lie or when we are insincere or dishonest. Repentance only comes through confession. They had to go to Egypt. They had to become priests before the promises was manifested. 
we must go through the process of confession and repentance. When we reject the truth, we are building pillars of curses. We must be able to say, Lord, transform my life and let the purpose of salvation be manifested in my life. Our gifts cannot take us to heaven, but our behavior and character will take us to heaven. Judah said, I will be a pledge of his safety. And we know from uh, the story, uh, Judah and Tamar, Judah had experience, uh, he had an experience with pledges, with Tamar. He too went in unto his daughter-in-law and gave her a pledge of his signet ring and his staff. Uh, when we refuse to fulfill pledges, it brings curses such as self-curses and generational curses. Joseph was anointed to bring prosperity into the Abrahamic uh, generation. One shall pay the consequences for supporting, for telling or supporting lies. Sometimes we are pacifying or condoning lies when we listen to stories, but you know, not totally examine the stories that we hear. Uh, spiritually, physically, and emotionally, there are three parties involved just like we see uh, with Joseph and his, his, his brothers. When we are, this, when we are, what are the, you ask the question, what are the sins we are not confessing that is tormenting us? The parents, you use a, a, a passage, I'm not sure where, they, I, I miss where it was taken from. Uh, the parents ate the sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. So whatever we'll do, we do in life, our children will bear the brunt of it. And you, um, you gave an example of the, uh, the, the woman that came to you and you, while you were praying for her, you heard that um, you know, the curse was uh, released over their lives because uh, uh, for parents used to buy slaves and they used to cut the toes off. So you know the curse was that each and every firstborn in that family they were born with like uh, toe stumps, you know, because that was um, that 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 uh, this toe this toe stump that they bought they were born with was because their foreparents used to, you know, buy slaves and cut off their toes, and they inherited the curse of their foreparents. So, uh, whatever we do in life, we should not uh, condone lies. Whatever our foreparents have done is still affecting many of us today. So we should know how to confess. We should know how to repent of sins that we have committed. And as you said, if we're not sure or we, you know, we don't remember, we should ask God to reveal it to us so we could confess of them. So the things that we do today will not affect our children and our grandchildren and many generations to come in the future. And that's what I walk away with from what I learned today. Thank you. You're welcome, Dr. Boyd. Thank you. Shall we appreciate uh, Evangelist Sarah? Amen. Another one, reflection or question, please. Everybody, can you please unmute yourself? It's interactive hour. Unmute, unmute, unmute. 
Yes, please. Um, well, some of the, the, the things that... Uh, I'm thinking Hello, who's talking, please? This Carol. Oh, oh, okay. Can you speak a little louder? I wasn't hearing your voice. Um, yeah, the first point is that um, a, a lot of times we, we think that we have forgiven those that offend us, but it's uh, very difficult, especially when we have gone through uh, a lot of pain. And the pain and the hurt make it very difficult for us to, to actually forgive. And unless we actually um, investigate the hurt and look uh, at all parties and uh, how the offense affects each other and each person, are not able to, uh, to move forward. Um, you mentioned that the hurt sometimes when we experience severe hurt um, because of offense, sometimes it is like a wound that we receive. And uh, sometimes we do not deal with it uh, properly. So it, it, it becomes like a wound that um, instead of treating it properly, we might put a plaster over it. And uh, it doesn't heal properly and it becomes uh, rotten. So um, the hurt is some, somewhat like that. So um, if we don't deal with it properly, it becomes rotten. Um, head confession removes the rottenness from our heart so that we do not repeat the offense. Um, in, in, in the case of the, the, um, the children of, the, of Israel and they're going um, into Egypt, um, God was making a way for them to confess their sins so that they could, so that the um, Abrahamic covenant can be established in their lives. Um, one of the things that the Israelites needed to do um, before they go into the promised land, they needed to gain an understanding of the protocol of uh, salvation. Um, for Joseph's brother, they needed to identify what they did wrong so that they could uh, move into the Abrahamic covenant. Um, confession of sin brings transformation of our lives. And um, you said that uh, Satan lied to Adam and Eve. As a result of that, they became the firstborn of 
wickedness and our firstborn of lying and um and and false witnesses and um if we um lie and bear false witness um we will not see the face of god uh god wants us to be in a place of purity honesty so sometimes because of that he causes us to go through challenges um the children of israel were in egypt for a long time and uh one of the main reasons for that is that they had to go through challenges um before they uh went into the promised land so that they could understand um purity and honesty so um if they basically inherit the promised land without having go through the challenge they they would not um appreciate the blessing that God has given unto them so uh challenges are not necessarily bad but it it's a learning process for for each one of us so those are some of the things that I Amen. 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 Shall we appreciate uh, Minister Carol? Amen. 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 Any other before we we call it tonight? Question or reflection? Okay. If there's no more question or reflection. Then can we take announcements? Is Reverend Althea available? Okay, she's not available. Maybe she's still at work. Okay, then. Okay, let's pray and share the grace. Thank you all for coming and God bless you. Dr. Pauline, we're doing evangelism tomorrow. Okay. Um, just want to say that quickly. I mean, the tomorrow year. Wednesday. No, no, Saturday. Saturday. I'm sorry. Saturday at eleven o'clock. Okay, so I can say that quick, and then ZBS starts next week. Next week, what day? Next week, Monday. All right. What time? Three p.m. 3 p.m. The right. week, then Monday to Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, so shall we pray? Father, we thank you and we bless you for the knowledge we have gathered tonight, O God, that we may understand the process of forgiveness so we can enjoy our salvation. Intervene in every matter that concerns us that will be patient to find out 
what is wrong, identify the problem, and practice honesty and sincerity. According to someone, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. No standeth in the way of sinners, no sits on the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Let your law become our delight. So we will not sit with the scornful, nor stand in the way of sinners. That Lord, we shall be like trees planted by the rivers of living waters that bring forth fruits in season. Enable us, O oh God, that your name will be glorified in our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The grace, the grace, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit be with us now, now and, forever. and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Surely, Goodness and shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and see you on Sunday. Sweet dreams. Amen. Sweet dreams. Amen. 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 Bye for now. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night.